Hello, and welcome to the Dangerous Creatives Podcast. We're ready to dive into the deep end of running a creative business, the joys, the sorrows, and the shit no one wants to talk about. I'm your host, Kristen Sweeting, a traveling wedding photographer and coach for creative business owners who scaled two businesses while single parenting, so I know it doesn't always go as planned. Hold on to your seats as we explore what wholeness looks like within your creative journey and how growth doesn't always come in the ways we expect. Hey, and welcome back to the Dangerous Creatives Podcast. I am your host, Kristen Sweeting, and I hope you've been enjoying our episodes so far this season. We have been having so much fun recording them, thinking of what topics would be fun to discuss, polling our audiences, seeing like, what do you wish people would talk about more as it comes to running a creative business? Who do you want to hear from? Who inspires you? So the guests that we've had on this season, the conversations we've had, it's just such a privilege to be able to have them and to create a space where we can talk about stuff that isn't normally talked about in creative business ownership, the, you know, the crazy things that happen, the mental health challenges, the physical health challenges. I'm just really grateful for everyone who shared their stories, including even if it's just in a message box to me and Instagram, I really, really appreciate it. So we are kicking off some of our mini workshop podcast episodes that based on some feedback, we're going to start mixing into this season. So you'll still get the awesome interviews and the long form podcasts, but we're also going to throw in some of these really practical, really easy, really fun workshops where you can listen to it and come away with something that you can instantly apply to your business. I know when I'm listening to podcasts, I love kind of having a mix of both. I love being inspired by people's stories, interviews of people I really admire, conversations around things that I care about, but also sometimes it's nice to just walk away and be like, I'm going to try that one thing because that was really fun. So that's what we're doing with these smaller uh, workshop episodes. We have a bunch coming down the pike for you as we mix them in with our interviews and we can't wait for you to hear them. So Today it's just me, and I'm really excited to be teaching this workshop on one of my favorite things, which is vision boarding. I've been using this tool for six years now. It sounds like such a cheesy, cheesy tool. At least I thought it used to be like I was definitely a scrapbook nerd back in the day where I would cut out all of my photos and and paper and stickers, and oh my gosh, you should see these scrapbooks. They are immaculate. I put so much time into them and I would make them as gifts and I would take all of my free time doing these. I'm still pretty impressed with my 10-year-old self for doing a lot of these scrapbooks. I did it for a long time and loved them and still love them. Okay, so vision boarding to me kind of felt like scrapbooking and I'm like, this is just kind of a silly a silly thing. And then I started experimenting with it myself and coming up with this technique that we use now that we teach other people to use and it's kind of a a combination of a lot of different tools that we've used in journaling core values work the mindset work and visualization and it all gets combined into a vision board so the reason I think they're so powerful it's not just like a magic spell that you cast on a piece of paper it is a visual reminder of what we value It's a daily reminder to kind of reset our intentions on the things that we've decided we wanted at the beginning of the year or the beginning of the month. It's kind of a way to check ourselves. Am I doing what I said I really wanted to do? And 
If I'm not, is it because what I want changed? Or is it because I got scared to try that thing? Often it's both of those. There are things I've put on vision boards that actually decided I didn't want later on. And that's totally okay. But I think having that visual reminder gets us to ask the question, why am I not pursuing that thing now? Is it just not in alignment for me anymore? Or do I need to lean in a little bit more to some of the actions around that thing that I really want? So if you've experienced a cycle of burnout, which I think we all have at some point, or you feel like inspiration is lacking, I highly recommend trying this tool and trying it the way that we have been doing it for a few years because it can be very, very effective. I go through vision boards so quickly now because I've gotten it down to where I put something on there and it happens you know, within a couple months. I've learned myself, I've learned this process, and I see people doing that too as they learn to like trust themselves and take action steps towards the things that they become intentional about. So we've included our templates for these vision boards in the show notes as a freebie. We have a monthly one that I'm going to tell you how to do that, and then a yearly one that's kind of a big picture one, and we're going to talk about how to do that as well. So those are available in the show notes. As a freebie, I hope they are helpful tools for you. Edit them as you wish. So first I'll start with the big picture vision board, which is the one that I recommend doing first because this comes down to knowing what is important to you as a person, what your core values are, how you want to show up in the world. So it's easy to just passively go through life and let things happen to us or always kind of feel out of whack, out of control. And This technique of vision boarding is about really intentionally putting into place the things that we want to experience and want to give to the world. So it starts with thinking through these questions. So if you have a journal, pull it out for a second, write them down so you can go back to it in a little bit when you have some time to think about. But the first question is name three things, three experiences in your life where you felt really fulfilled. And you can do this in your personal life and in your professional life. So for a personal life thing, don't just say like, oh, parenting or oh, traveling, like get specific. So in your personal life, if you have an experience of like, I ran a marathon 10 years ago and I was always the nerdy choir kid. I kid you not. I got shin splints in my feet when I would try to run two miles I was not athletic. I never got picked first for dodgeball, like always last. I loved being the artistic kid. I had no problem, you know, painting and dancing and and doing the creative things. But when it came to sports or running, I just, I could not, you know. And so after going through an autoimmune disease, when I trained for this marathon and ran it, I felt so fulfilled. It was something I thought was impossible that I ended up doing. So that was something when I did this exercise, I wrote that down. Another one was I I went to Greece with my friend for my 30th birthday. And I have always been very dingy about money. 
not because I am not generous, because I actually do think I'm really generous, but more, it's like more of a stingy fear thing. So I, I don't want to spend it on myself. I could spend it on other people all day, any day. I don't want to spend it on myself. I'm always afraid it's going to run out. I was experiencing a lot of money anxiety at the time. And I was moving into this place of wanting to be more abundant with my money, wanting to be more open-handed with my money. And I was reading How to Be a Badass by Jen Sincero, and I was reading it on the plane to New York where I was going to meet my friend and we were going to fly to Greece for my birthday. And I just had this moment where I was like, if there are still first-class tickets on the flight to Greece, I'm upgrading me and my friend. It's going to be the biggest splurge, like so fun. It felt so abundant and so aligned with where I was at in that moment. That's not something that I do every day, you know, whatever. But in this moment, it was big for me. And I I got to New York and they had two first class tickets left. And I upgraded me and my friend and didn't tell her and surprised her. And it was so fun. I felt so proud of myself for taking that leap and doing something that felt impossible, that felt like I would have judged myself for that a couple years ago. And I just was able to really enjoy it. So that's some examples of writing down things where you felt personally fulfilled and then professionally fulfilled. So one for me might be when I surprised one of my workshop, uh, all the attendees, I surprised them with a sunset boat cruise and they showed up. They didn't know what we were going to do. And this catamaran pulled up and they got on it and we sat there and we talked watching the sunset over the water and drinking wine. And it was so beautiful. So I wrote that down for the fulfilled professionally and a couple other things too. So write three down for professionally. And so what you're looking for when you write these down is some of the common threads or the things that pop up. So I'll use mine as an example real fast. Things that popped up with my personal and professional fulfillment moments were there were other people involved in it. So friends, people that I really cared about, clients. There was an element of surprise or kind of spoiling myself or others. There was a moment with it was involved in nature or travel. So there were these different things that I found were common threads where I was like, I was growing, I was traveling, I was being abundant, I was trying new things, I was with people, community, and started identifying some of my core values off of those experiences that I was journaling. So write those down again. There's the three experiences, get as detailed as possible personally, and then three professionally. And then also do it with moments that you feel really proud of. So fulfilled and proud of. And so there might be some overlap. They might be, they might be different, but proud of three things personally, proud of three things professionally. So when do you feel really fulfilled? When do you feel really proud? What do you get just giddy? about in your work and in your personal life. And those are going to guide you to your core values. And so when you have those, you can start your vision board being like, how do I want to live out my core values in my life this year? What adventures do I want to go on? Maybe this year is more adventures close to home. Cool. How can I do that? How can I include my friends? And that's my core value of community. So I'd start pulling in pictures that made me think of community that made me think of adventure that made me think of growth 
And often I start with Pinterest or start with something where there's a lot of images that I can start pulling from. Sometimes we've done it with physical magazines and cut them out. I actually prefer to do it digitally because I feel like there's more of what I can get my hands on that way than than just like what's in a catalog. But so start pulling images. I'll put them in a big Pinterest board and then pull the top ones that I feel like communicate my values onto that vision board. So the template that we're giving you, the the first one is going to have internal and external core values. So internal is how are you wanting to feel? What's really important to you on the inside? External is how are you out in the world? How do you want to be? Often they're similar, but sometimes there are little differences between the two of those. Like I want to be hospitable. That feels like an external core value. I want to be adventurous. I want to be kind and transparent. And my internal core values might be peaceful or aligned or growth oriented. So think through some of those and start pulling images for your main vision board. The second vision board template we've given you is the monthly, the monthly vision board, which this is something I've started doing more recently. When I first made these templates, Canva wasn't around yet. And ah, I love and hate technology because it just moves so quickly and you have to keep up. But Canva has become an amazing tool that lets us design things very easily on the internet. Thank you, Canva, for existing. You're amazing. So the second template is on Canva, and it's a monthly vision board. So the three elements of it are the vision board, so what you envision for that month. The second one is more of a goals breakdown, and I have them broken down into financial goals, business goals, relationship goals, personal goals. So you can write out specific things in each of those blocks, and that's kind of like, what do you want to accomplish this month? What are you moving towards this month? I find that it is less helpful to say like, I want a million dollars, you know, to put something that is not accessible right now to you and that may be way far in the future. And it's more helpful to focus on something that you can actively work on. So if you're like, I want to make six figures this year or this month, instead, think through what are the action steps you have to take that will line you up on the path to six figures. So you can't control if that amount of money comes into you, but you can control knowing your numbers, pitching new clients, creating a new revenue stream, launching something new, building out your website. So write down the action steps that you want to take that will line you up with that path and that goal. And you can write down the goal too. Cool. But be less attached to the goal and more attached to the actions that you have to take to line up with the goal. And then the third page after the goals one is the manifested page. And this is really important in my opinion. This is taking inventory of your month after you've accomplished it and looking back on it. Did you do the things that you set out to? How did you feel that month? Was it how you wanted to feel when you set your intentions at the beginning of the month? And why and why not? You know, why did it work? Why didn't it? And I love putting the pictures in there and often seeing how close it comes to my original vision board. Again, I've been doing this for six years, seven years. It takes a little time to like click into it, but they are so accurate now 
because I think it's that reminder of the intentions that we're setting each month at a time. So that third page is really important to do the manifested page, to look back and be grateful for the things that you accomplished, the experiences you had, the new friends you made, the ways you shifted your energy, the amazing things that you attracted and manifested and moved towards. So this was our vision board mini class. I hope you enjoyed it. Again, it's one of my favorite things to talk about, and I could talk about it much, much, much longer, but please play around with the templates and tag me if you use them and enjoy them. We have more about vision boarding in our masterclass and also in the mindset mini course that will also link in the show notes. It's so, so, so cheap and also so life-changing. So if you feel really stuck and burned out, we definitely encourage you to check that out. We, we intentionally bundled it and made it financially accessible because we think it is so important for business owners to do these things and to get out of ruts and to have the tools to shift their energy when they need to. So we love you. We're so excited that you're here and I cannot wait to see the things that you envision for this month and beyond. Thanks again for listening to the Dangerous Creatives podcast. We would be so thankful if you shared this post with someone that you love, tag us, review, or rate this podcast. It helps us a ton as we're trying to get more people to listen. We so appreciate you tuning in and we hope to see you next time.